in two of my assignments, I have had deacons. Uh, deacons are usually pretty great to have around. I had Deacon Jean Paul in Easton and Deacon uh, Chris Walchuk when I first got to Mapleton. Um, he soon left after, uh, shortly after I arrived, so maybe I scared him off. So, but for a busy pastor, deacons can be a huge help in ministry, especially in outreach to the homebound. We see this in the first reading. The early Christians, right after Jesus ascended into heaven, held everything in common. So they were distributing food and other resources to the poor. Since women in the Middle East in the first century weren't really allowed to have jobs, widows were often poor. So the early Christians made sure this group of people, these widows, received the basic necessities of, of life. Now the Hellenists had a Greek background, whereas the Hebrews had a Jewish background. So the Twelve Apostles, remember Matthias, had replaced Judas Iscariot. So the Twelve Apostles had their hands full, ministering to the growing Christian church. So to help them, they selected seven men to help with the ministry, especially to the widows. For priests and bishops, the first priority is to prayer, preaching, and governing. Whereas deacons are first called to serve. Now priests also serve and visit the homebound. And deacons also uh, can give homilies at mass. However, the first priority of each is different, even if they share some tasks. So the apostles laid hands on ordained seven men to the diaconate. And this helped grow the number of Christians in Jerusalem greatly. So for 2,000 years, Christians all over the world have been proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now some religions you are born into, but Christianity has, since its very beginning, looked outward. Evangelization is an integral part of being a Christian. St. Peter in the second reading calls people to Christ. He says, come to him, a living stone. Rejected by human beings, but chosen and precious in the, si in the si sight of God. St. Peter says to let ourselves be built into a spiritual house. We are to be living stones with Jesus as the cornerstone, the most important stone. That is why as important as buildings are, it is the people who make up the church, with the bishop as the successor to the apostles as its head. Are we letting Jesus Christ build us into a spiritual house? Are we letting Jesus Christ build us into a spiritual house that others feel welcome to enter and stay? St. Peter also says we are to be a holy priesthood. The Catholic Church talks all the time about the universal priesthood of all believers. Yes, there are ordained men, bishops, priests, and deacons, who carry out special roles in the church. But all of us are called to offer sacrifices to God the Father through Jesus Christ, God the Son. We are all called to make sacrifices for the good of others. We think especially of Matthew chapter 25, where Jesus tells the sheep and says that whenever you clothe the naked, fed the hungry, whenever you sacrifice for others, you did it for me. Again, God has given us the gift of faith, the love of himself, not just for our good, but for the good of others. St. Peter ends today's reading by saying God has made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, so that we may announce the praises of God to others.
Why? Because Jesus has called us out of darkness into God's wonderful light. Jesus is the reason for our lives. Without Jesus, our lives become about pleasure, money, power, and the present. With Jesus in our lives, our lives become about love, sacrifice, and eternal joy. This is true light. This is true enlightenment. As I have said many times before, Jesus Christ doesn't just give us a version of reality or one alternative version of reality. Jesus Christ doesn't cloud our ability to see and understand reality. No, Jesus Christ is the corrective lens in a world filled with sin. Jesus Christ is the corrective lens that allows humanity to see reality as it truly is. As we embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and meaning of our lives, we build up in ourselves a peace and joy that radiates out into society. Sometimes because of sin and false philosophies, Jesus Christ isn't always what people want, but Jesus Christ is always who they need. This is made even more clear in the Gospel reading. Jesus himself says he is the way and the truth and the life. My grandmother just passed away this past February. She was a hundred and a half years old. That's a long life. Even so, it is nothing compared to eternity. She will spend eternity either in heaven or hell. We will spend eternity in heaven or hell. So choose Jesus Christ. If we choose Jesus Christ, then we have no need for our hearts to be troubled. Jesus wants to give us peace. Peace in our hearts. An interior peace. The world is getting crazier. There are even more mass shootings this past week. People are literally dying because they don't have the peace of Christ. Jesus says that no one comes to the Father except through me. We must point people to Christ. We must do this as the body of Christ. We do this in the roles that God has given us. Some of us are called to share the peace and joy of Jesus Christ with others as a priest. Some of us as deacons, but most of us as lay people. We are created for eternity. We are created for God. And until we receive God's fullness of love, we are going to be less than we are created to be. We all have a God-sized hole in our souls, a hole only God can fill. As we become more of a godless society, our souls will become more and more restless. Jesus tells the apostles that they have seen the Father because they have seen Him. Jesus says that is enough for them. That Jesus' miracles mean that He is all we need. If we have Jesus, we have God the Father. If we have seen Jesus, we have seen the Father. And how are people going to first see Jesus? Because they first see Jesus and His followers in us. We have to make Jesus visible to the world. Jesus says that we who believe in him will do even greater miracles than he did. Again, we all have our roles. As I have said before, in many ways, I have the cushy role. Your role as lay people is in some ways to, to make Jesus visible on the front lines. It's easy to make Jesus visible in church. It is hard to make Jesus visible in the workplace and in the classroom. I pray that we make Jesus visible to those around us this week so that they may be inspired to seek and find the peace and joy only Jesus can give.